The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Ninety-eight. Thursday, a beautiful day for you to go out and help us uh, help out the Phoenix Rescue Mission. You guys did great last Thursday. The kickoff was really good. Let's make uh, the 83rd Avenue and Camelback people on that west part of the valley. You guys can show your stuff today because that's where Brett's going right now. You can donate a case of water. He'll be at the Safeway. They've got it right inside. Operation Hydration is right in there. Uh, The water comes out. You pop it in our trucks. We take it over to the Phoenix Rescue Mission, and it's a done deal. We're supplying... Water to the valley's homeless, and that is a huge problem, uh, and people in need. It's not just the homeless. It's not just, you know, the zone, not the people who don't want help. It's not, it's everybody. There's people out there who run into hard times downtown that just don't have water. Fifth largest city in America, now by quite a stretch. We've passed Philly in a big way. Uh, no reason anybody should die because they were thirsty. Get those water stations all filled up, and nice job by the Phoenix Rescue Mission for doing that. Uh, and anything else. Safeway, thank you. Albertsons, thank you. But Safeway today is where we are, 83rd Avenue and Camelback. That is where our buddy Brett is. And learning. if you're, if you're donating today, thank you. Uh, but also, if it's per case, it's an O per case. In other words, you drop it off. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. Brett, old, Brett does his dance and his O's each time. Yeah, we got to thank our friends at Porta Subs. You can drop off there as well. Learner and Row. Liquid Death Mountain Water and Lawson Family Plumbing. They're all helping out. Uh, also, uh, if you want to drop it off at uh, my friend Jay Schwartz, Dr. Jay Schwartz and the Schwartz Laser Eye Center, they're collecting as well the exact same thing. A separate drive, same exact recipient, and they're taking water too. I do not care that we're not tied together on this. They're doing a good thing. I'm going to tell you about it. So, And uh, they're great people up there. So Dr. Jay Schwartz. And the crew at the Schwartz Laser Eye Center, they take donations. You can fill their lobby up with water if that's closer for you. Whatever's most convenient for you. Currently, if you're on 83rd Avenue in Camelback or in that area, it's going to be super convenient for you to help us out. So we very much appreciate that. So Operation Hydration, we'll talk to Brett in a little while and find out what's going on. I got an email from a guy who says, Holmberg, my mom was a regular contributor to Pat Robertson. Uh, One day in my tender early years... Uh, my mom told me that she had realized she was a whore and she needed to tell us kids what her life was to, <laughs> to unburden herself. Ooh. Pat Robertson had talked her into the fact that she was a slut. And then she told us about an abortion she had, a sister or brother that we didn't end up with, and that she was going to change our lives forever. And then we had to live with a crazy person who gave money to the TV on a regular basis. Well, that's on you as a child. And good for you for getting away from it. Normally, that trickles down. I can't remember that kid's name. Patrick? When I lived in West Virginia, we had Bible thumpers that lived right behind us. And uh, Patrick was a bloated, fat eight-year-old. I mean, this kid was huge. And he'd come over and want to play with me and my friend Todd and his brother David. And we'd be playing bass. We'd be normal kids in the backyard. And Patrick would stand on top of the hill. And we lived on this little... Mound, the house above us was like, I don't know, 25 feet higher than our house. And he'd stand in his backyard and look down over the hill at us playing ball. And he'd be, you know, you want to come play? We need like a even it up, 
sure, you guys are great. And he'd come down. He was Ralphie May, a little tiny Ralphie May. This is amazing being out here with you guys. Amazing. I'm like, okay. He didn't know how to play sports, but we just needed him to plug in the spot. His mom would go, Patrick, you get your ass in here right now. Quit playing with them heathens. And he'd waddle all the way up the hill, go home. Patrick would stand there, and the next thing you know, Patrick was told, get your Bible, get out there and start shouting. And he would stand over us. The Lord is looking at you. Come on. Oh, he would preach to us, and he was good at it. And we'd try to play baseball while Patrick shouted us down from on high. And then, so then my mom got nervous about him one time. Patrick came down, and he was acting normal again. His mom didn't know he was over. He's one of those, he's like you, he's like a wanderer. He'd just show up, and he'd be on your back porch like, oh, Patrick's outside. Because in the, in the east, they don't have fences. Like, uh, this is what, the thing I love most about when we moved to the west were cinder block fences. Those didn't exist back east when I lived there. It was, maybe some weirdo would put up a, a chain link or, or border his area, but it, fences were... It was were, bushes or trees. And there's the only no, different... No better phrase than fences make good neighbors. That is a fact. So Patrick would end up on our patio and stuff, and it was always decent weather, so the windows were You can hear him out there breathing because he was so fat. And my mom went out and said, Patrick, you all right? You, have, I'm hungry, ma'am. You're, really? I think you're going to be all right. And she's like, I just need something to eat. My mama's not home. not going in the house. So my mom gave him some food. And noticed that he had ticks, like visible ticks in his hair from standing under those trees barking Jesus at us all day. So she's pulling the ticks out. Mama sees that. You get that whore's hands off your head, Patrick, and come back up here and meet it. And next thing you know, we're eating dinner about 100 feet away. You just hear, the Lord's going to burn your house down, your whole soul. And Patrick's yelling at us again with his Bible in his hands, screaming. And I'm like, man. It's like male carry. It was crazy. Oh, there's no way Patrick's still alive. There, I, I don't know if there's a rafter strong enough to support his big fat body, but that kid's life was a nightmare. It was hilarious though because we could we could prompt on Instagram. I don't remember his last name. No. Patrick the fat weirdo is not probably his Instagram <laughs> handle. Reverend, Reverend. Oh, there's a Reverend in front. He didn't have a choice. Either that or he died of a heroin overdose. Just uh, rebuke. Uh, that's how I learned what rebuke was. Rebuke your sins. Rebuke your soul. I rebuke you, you sinning bastards. And he would scream at us, and we're just sitting there eating dinner. Make his mama proud. And my dad would go, "Go home." And he'd get scared and waddle off, run home. He looked like a like if the up kid ate another up kid. He was fat, short little fat pig. But he wanted to be a normal kid. I felt terrible for him. It's hard to escape that life. But my mom was pulling ticks out of his head. Ugh. And the and the uh, and Patrick's oh and his mother was like ninety, and he was seven or eight. Yeah, it was ancient old. Uh, no, no, there's no way she'd come out. Get that horse hands off your head. <laughs> Nobody could touch him and. Just pulling to my mom's like, I'm pulling ticks out. You got to give him a bath. You're going to hell, whore. They go back into their house. They never saw them unless Patrick came she out. She probably kicked his mom out as oh. her daughter. Get out of here. Well, yeah, more than likely, Patrick was the child of either incest in West Virginia or uh, unmarried something or other. Yeah. And that daughter had to go wander the streets of Morgantown. But that was the that was my early introduction to crazy religion and then pat robertson sounds just like patrick used to so i always laughed hysterically and he said that might be patrick i don't he might have aged into his 90s much faster than we expected but yeah pat robertson talked uh, pat pat robertson patrick? I, I didn't even think of that just that combo but yeah patrick was a big fat weirdo so a lot of times when your mom's that way the kids 
they don't fall far from the cross. So good for you for running away and listening to us. We're a better educational system than that crap. The late Pat Robertson. Gone, man. Gone. And maybe something we shouldn't talk about, but we're going to, is the uh, the wildfires in Canada. And what nobody's Not bringing. our mulch fire No, no, the mulch fire. The mulch fire was an accident. Wildfires in Canada are a pretty big deal. And I don't know if you know how they got started. People. People. You know what, people? It was a uh, firefighters uh, convention to show how women are just as good of firefighters as men. <laughs> and a feminist firefighter, uh, I forget what they called it. It was the, uh, the, the, basically these feminist firefighters went up there to say, hey, you got to quit making us, you know, less than. We're as, we're as good at being firefighters as any man. Watch this. And I'm had, a hot shot. And they did a, uh, a controlled burn. And unfortunately, it set all of Banff on fire. <laughs> and so that's what that's what the big, it's a diversity backfire is what they're calling it in Canada. If you've ever been to Banff. Well, not anymore. It's gone. It's unbelievable. It's all gone. It was unbelievable, Brady. Yeah, now women have set it ablaze and ruined it. They've ruined it. Banff is on the West Coast, though. What's, what, did they start the one on well, the over Canada's on Quebec fire. Too? All of Canada's on fire. But the Banff one is basically a, a massive disaster that they were trying to show off on how good they were at firefighting. And their controlled fire turned into Banff's gone. And it's basically the WNBA of firefighting. We knew it would be bad, but we didn't know how bad. And now we can't put it out. And, of course, everybody's saying this has nothing to do with the fact it was female firefighters. Yes, it does. It was 100% because it was female firefighters. Being female firefighters showing off screaming about how good they are. It doesn't mean all female firefighters are bad, but let's call it what it is. This feminist firefighter thing was unnecessary and also caused a massive problem. Hilarious, massive problem. Now, tell that to the wildlife. Mm, not so much. We're recognizing the contributions of women who work in wildfire. Women are still underrepresented in the firefighting community. Diversity, strength is what we need. This feminist fire has nothing to do with women. Uh, I argue that it does have everything to do with it. And let's just call it what it is. A big feminist goof. Another woke nightmare. We got woke. We stuck a bunch of people out there that said, let's get woke and show them. And it got out of hand. And, of course, you're going to laugh hysterically and get blamed for it. I find it hysterical, even though it's a tragic, uh, you know, tragic fire. Well, the good litmus test on that for the female firefighters is to go afterwards. Do they say, hey, yeah, we're real proud of that moment ourselves. <laughs> right. Well, they, we really we really showed off. It our, seems uh, as though abilities. this particular one. Is screaming out, don't you go blaming women for this. It's like, well, if you didn't do what you were doing under the banner of women, we wouldn't have the fire. So we have to blame you. I can't wait for that show, Under the Banner of Women. (laughs) Under the Banner of Women, produced by John Holmberg. Oh, no. I'm just saying, if you had a bunch of people out there, if it was like a big gay firefighter's you know, watch what we can do. We're gay firefighters. And they lit all a Banff on fire. Be like, those gays shouldn't have done that. You're going to have a side eye the next time the gay fire yeah. brigade shows up at your house. Then it gets kind of hilarious. Whenever you try to do something in the eyes of diversity and it shows inadequacy, it, it, every time you're like, we're equal. And, it sh- and, and then men have to show up and put the fire out. It's hilarious. 
Arizona's most funniest morning show. Yeah, exactly. Morning sickness. I'm listening because I want to. Morning somebody at KUPD. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Not to say women aren't good firefighters, but this was un- this diversity everything is unnecessary. It causes trouble. You didn't need to do it because it's, oh, it's only going to backfire. No one's going to notice your diversity backfire put out. Nobody's going to go, hey, fellas, come quick. Did you hear a bunch of ladies set a fire and then put it out successfully? That's your job. You're supposed to do that. We... Like, if you're showing off putting out fire, it's the same thing of when I always complain that women's softball stupid, mm-hmm. and I could hit a woman's softball, and they're like, oh, let's go out there and do it. I'm like, I'm 50, the WNBA girls. You couldn't play them. I'm not the one claiming to be a professional athlete. And by the way, when I say Chris Paul sucks now, I still know he'll beat me. Right. But I can analyze the game without him going, oh, beat you in a game. I'm like, well, if that's your litmus test for how good at basketball you are, you're proving me right. To scream and yell that I'm a woman and I need equality and I'm going to go set a fire and put it out. And when you don't expect no one to notice what you were doing, it's just, it's hilarious. It's funny. If guys went out and did a, men are the best firefighters in the world. We don't need ladies helping us out. And they lit Banff on fire. We'd be saying, oh boy, shouldn't have done that, guys. That was a dumb idea. It makes me giggle hilariously when, uh diversity programs and wokeness and all these attempts to show off it's evil Knievel I'm going to jump this and he fails We're like whoops shouldn't have done it and then you had to call the, the you know the firefighter hey guys we let it all on fire who us ladies why don't you put it out we can't we need help <laughs> oh, it's too big would you mind it uh, got massive I mean I'm serious we need and, uh, all hands on deck like it's this it's not just a woman fire anymore it's all people fire but you know, and every time you oh, think about it, call it the lady fire. Oh, the Banff lady fire. Yeah. Would be, we should call it the period fire. <laughs> Way to go, ladies! You lit Banff on fire. We did not. You did too. But that was their first reaction. wasn't like, oh, this is a tragedy. They're like, don't you go blaming us for this. Well, you lit the fire, right? Like if this was just a group of campers, they'd go to jail for it. The control burn that got out of hand. I, you know, and I don't know how far it's gone as far as you know. You got to put the fire out. It's terrible. Banff is like the, the most scenic place on the planet, at least in North America. It's unbelievable. Uh, but it doesn't matter who started it is the big phrase I keep reading on Twitter. doesn't matter how it started. Let's put it out. Like, that's what a woman would say. All right, all right. We, it doesn't really matter what's going on. It doesn't matter why all these outdoor lights are out. They're out. I don't want to have to ask you to put this fire out. I want you to want to put the fire out. No, no, let's not be ladies right now. You started a huge fire, right? Yes, but that's not the point. What is the point then? Why were you doing, what were you guys dicking around out there? What happened at the female firefighter <laughs> conference? <laughs> we're not allowed to say. What, how was your conference? Oh, shut up. That's all you'll hear you about. You know. You know exactly what happened. Shut up. 
You know P.T. Barnum? <laughs> yeah. He's a good guy. I go to concerts with him and stuff. Megan knows him. Is the house on fire? Yeah. Was I there? No. Who did this? Well, that's not important. Okay. I'm just, I'm not laying blame. I'm just, I'm looking for some accountability here. And you'll never see that group of women get back together and go, we, uh, we really f- the football on this one. Uh, sorry about that. We were trying to be show-offs, and uh, things got out of hand fast, so we called a bunch of dude firefighters to help us out. The gay fire brigade would be hilarious. And I think they'd take, I think they'd do it. I think they'd be like, we did this. Whoops. Now it is flaming. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. This guy says, uh, our most recent class of recruits, so don't use my name, he's a firefighter, is a lady that's 107 pounds. She's now the poster child for our entire department. I'm 245 with gear, pushing 310. Puts his gear on at 60 pounds. So if I get trapped, and I won't because I'm a man, <laughs> and she's in the house with me, I am more than screwed. Her 107 is not pulling me out. And they have it, to train that, though. I mean, didn't, don't you look at her if she's not pulling you going, uh, hey. If she comes to me, go get help. I, it's like if Lassie looked at me. Yeah, Go get help, girl. But I can do it. I don't even want you to try. Go get help. While you're still able. I'm 310 pounds. You need two men to come get me. Jan Park, the female fire management specialist who helped organize the conference, described the group of women who accidentally started the forest fire <laughs> as cream of the crop. <laughs> <laughs> Starting fires, curdled cream. <laughs> right now, you just shut up. That's the. Th- I hate to say it, but it's time to just shut up and go. Wow, we just. I mean, we the bed here. It's not time to start bragging about how great of firefighters they are. This guy, and it could happen to anybody. But was it? An, my point being, was it a necessary thing to do with the risk involved? Is it necessary to go? We're even up. If the risk is, if this gets out of hand, we're going to look pretty stupid. I just, I, I don't know. I weigh my options when it comes to that. You know? If I started to brag about being even with the WNBA girls and they start telling me, all right, come out on the court with me. I'll go out there. This is going to backfire on them. They're going to have a 51-year-old guy that looks competitive. But is it worth it to have those moments to prove it? If the, like, you got to weigh the alternative. What if the fire gets out of hand? Well, we're firefighters. We'll put it out. What if we don't? Is this worth it? Can't we just have a conference where we just scream and yell about how happy we are and then move on? We don't have to start an actual fire, do we? Like maybe in a bucket inside a place with like fire suppression and a hose already running. Let's not take the chance. Just prove we're good firefighters. Let's not do this. It's dumb. How about this story from Brian? Uh, John, I've got one that's kind of the same thing I imagine as you tell the story of these female firefighters. Yeah. As kids... My older twin brothers made a fort in the space between hay bales outside of our haystack. Oh, boy. Then they thought it'd be a good idea to bring candles into the fort. They're idiots. Needless to say, the haystack caught fire. They ran to the house and told mom, the haystack's on fire and we didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Cover your ass first and then we'll get to the details of the other. And let's go out and save them. Save the haystack. I, I would lo- just love it as the, the guys are sitting there on the ladders. <laughs> How did this happen? No one knows. Somebody has to know something. Nope. What's that banner say over there? Diversity, female firefighters, cream of the crop. What What was going on down there? We don't know. <laughs> just keep hosing. Hmm. We're going to look into this. 
And the lady that the, you know was in charge of it described her as a former ski bum. <laughs> She's <All> right. right. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not saying they're bad firefighters. I'm just oh. saying this wasn't worth the risk for the sake of diversity and equality and, you know, patting yourself on the back. You've already passed the tests. You're a female firefighter. Why gaggle up together and start yelling about how great you are at something? You know what I hear when somebody starts screaming in groups, we're great, we're great at this, is that you're not real confident that you're great at this. Your confidence needs not shout, like to have, you, you don't have cons, confidence conferences for right. people who are already confident. John, what is it about firefighters starting all the fires? They started one of the biggest ones here yeah. in February of 03. Am I, am I right? Yeah. And then there was another one about 10 years later that a firefighter started. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, they're out there burning stuff up and like, is this worth? I just and if it's for a conference to say how great you are, well, if it's, it's for training, it's maybe we need to rethink the training. Training, you got to have fire to train for fire. That's, <laughs> well, I, I will I, go I with do that. Get that, but uh, Scott Haynes says, man, that fire smoke is really bad too. And Canada can't even see the glass ceiling anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I it's knew, terrible. I knew you'd get these. As a for, former paramedic with the fire department, the only thing women are good at in okay. the fire department are taking down other women on medical calls, which we need them for. Yeah. Other than that, we did 100% of the work, and they just got in the way. Well, that's rude. Opinion. Easy. <laughs> that's easy, chief. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to totally disagree with you, but I mean, there do have to be some sort of standards where we don't say it out loud. We whisper that at bars to each other. We don't. Come on. This guy says, I'm a firefighter and women are equal. Standards are different to become one. It doesn't make any sense. Ah. Hey, I'll stand up for you idiots. Yeah. I bet if they came to the 98 KP <laughs> office today, pointed at you guys, then pointed over the fire and said, come put out a controlled fire with instructions, I bet even you guys could do it without letting it get out of control. I don't know. I'm not. And first off, I'm not doing it in a forest. Right. Right. Like, you that's invited the, me to the forest. That is the most, like, brazen overconfident arrogance ever. We're going to light Banff on fire, and we're going to put it out. Cause, and we don't need the help of any man. Like, well, if this goes sideways, all the things you're screaming are moot. You're doing, this is bad for you. I think that's the tough thing about controlled burns to begin with, when they're there's always that I think, chance. I think using yes, the term, they try to call it a controlled I think burn, using the term controlled and burn together are yeah. dicey from jump. Uh, well, controlled burns are like... A, Fingers crossed, moment. Maybe. In my mind, when I've seen them, like the guys do it with those cans of gas, yeah. <laughs> like they're pretty good at what they do. And controlled burns can get out of hand because they're trying to get rid of all the right. ground the underbrush. Stuff. Yeah, I've seen people do it. Farmers in Sholo, or not farmers, but like hill people, I guess they'd burn stuff up on the edge of their property every February, like when the snows weren't coming anymore, and they'd start going out with those yeah. cans of fire and start, you know, in a hose. I'm like that's risky, but it was, you know. During the moist time of February, and they're trying to get all the under, you know, it's smart because they're, they've been under the threat of fire like every five years up there. It was, it's, but to me, which we've uh, had, a, we had a female a captain on our uh, softball oh, team. Amazing athlete. And the, Joy, she was incredible. And another, uh, Ronnie's friend, Janet. Oh, I'm, very again, capable. I'm not saying. Well, you don't know that. Oh, yeah. You don't no. know they're capable. You, you just know them, and they're nice people. And you don't no, know. No, talking to their uh, co-workers. Sure. I well, they can't say close. it out loud. Were they close? Uh, there's some that they could <laughs> yeah. talk to that so would say, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Either weight, way. Dead weight. The, <laughs> either way. And there's dead weight dudes. I'm not saying Absolutely. women are, are bad firefighters. I'm saying, was it worth it? Was it worth it? 
I don't think it's worth it for men to go. If, if it was white guys are the best firefighters group, and we're going to go up and prove it. And they start a, and badly. they start a forest on fire. And they're like, well, guys, I guess not. And that's just a bad. It's a bad look. They just needed a PR person like me to go. I don't think it's a good idea, ladies. Have your conference, but. But when we put out the fire we started, we're going to look like heroes. Like that was what the guy said at the Rodeo Chetis guy fire, and yeah. he's in jail now. So yeah. let's not do that. The controlled burn is not supposed to burn buildings, is it? <laughs> right. Let's, let's try one down in Vancouver where there's loads and loads of, like, uh, water. Water. <laughs> like, let's keep it close to the shore just in case. At least we can stand on one side and know if it burns if it burns to the left, we're okay. Here you go, ladies. Just bring all that underbrush down here to the beach. Yeah, let's move the forest for that. But I just I It's a pep rally. I don't care. I don't care who the look at us we're doing awesome group is. It's a bad idea. It's a you're all firefighters. There is no color, there is no gender, right? You're all even up. The ones who just made you different are you. Like when you when you separate and say we're the women firefighters, watch us go. You're the ones separating. You're the ones causing inequality. So stop it and just be firefighters and let the men do their work. <laughs> it's hilarious. But it's sad Maybe because Nike Bamf should is redo their, yeah. their shirts for them. Just stop it. Just knock it off. <laughs> call, call your just husband. Just don't. Call your husband. You, you started a horrible fire. <laughs> call your husband. <laughs> I just don't like, I don't like when groups go, all right. Oh, it's like me going, all right, boys, we're going to go out there and prove in a radio off with the greatest radio show of all time. And all our mics break that day, and we're sitting there puking into these sticks, and nothing's happening. And like, we look like morons. We put this event on, and we're getting our asses kicked at it. It's a bad idea. Just a really bad idea. I mean, hilarious. But And then there's groups that say, we're not talking about how this started. That was my favorite part on Twitter. Well, there's no reason to really talk about why it happened. It could have happened to anybody. But it didn't. Rex says 900 female firefighters all synced up. No oh. wonder it went bad. Oh. All right, ladies, spread them. <laughs> oh. There's a lot of dry cotton. It probably was a, you know. A lot of fire starters. An accelerant. Arizona's most funniest morning show. Yeah, exactly. Morning sickness. I'm listening because I want to. Morning KUPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. Anyway, I don't know. I just don't think you should do it. Somebody just said that. Hey, bring Jimmy back. Uh, Pat Robertson died. We've already done that. We yeah. know Pat Robert. We, we know Pat's <laughs> gone. Somebody, he, okay, yeah. he left about thirty minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, Pat's already <laughs> ascended. We, we'll have him back Friday. But Jimmy's sleeping right now. Yeah, Jimmy's sleeping it off. He's had a long night. He came in. Last thing he did was to announce Pat Robertson's death. So. Please rename Warehouse of Dicks to uh, Gay Fire Brigade. The Gay Fire Brigade would be hilarious. And if they started bragging. <laughs> Watch yep. this. Yep. We're the best firefighters in the world because we're all gays. We're a team. I'm like, all right, this is going to end badly. You can't start screaming that you're the best and then have it go sideways and then not have people tease you. But, yeah, I I read the story and I watched some guy on the news try to defend it. It has nothing to do with the females. I'm like, no, 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 no. Who started this? I didn't start the fire. We didn't start don't, the fire. Don't. Go, Brady. He's tapping his toe. It. He's tapping his toe. <laughs> but you have to blame the people who started the fire. That's called accountability. And your group started the fire. So you have to sit back and go, it was a bad idea. We shouldn't have done that. Uh, all firefighters are needed in all aspects. Women, men, uh, children, I don't know what it is. <laughs> go woke, get smoke. <laughs> That's right.
That's from Stu. That's good stuff, Stu. Go woke, get smoked. It's just funny. It's funny to me. Because you want it to be... You want everybody to be... Frustrating for them. You think... A little bit. Maybe a little. Yeah, the big brag party turned into a forest fire that's that's international news now. Yeah, probably. You're burning down. And why Banff? Picking a cruddy place in Alberta, like someplace north and, like, in, I was in Yellowknife. Nobody's going to miss a bunch of that. If you start burning down Yellowknife, it's pretty, but nobody goes there. If you, it's so far away. So far away. Nobody in Yellowknife makes Yellowknife look pretty. You're like up there in this northern territory. You're like, this is ridiculous. Why does anyone live here? And anyone there will tell you, we have no idea why we live here. We hate human beings. We're trying to get as far away from this as possible. And it's the most southern like city in the northern territory. There's more. Some people move further north. Oh, watch they'd get lost watch trying that to find it. Yukon show on uh, Discovery. Oh, the They're Yukon territory. The territory. <laughs> they are they hate people. Man. They just want to be seals. They missed. Anyway, ladies, I still think you're equal, but there's no reason to have big seminars to prove it cuz the only thing that can happen that makes us remember that seminar is something that proves that you're you're an idiot. Any I'm the best look at me moment can backfire on you. And no one again had this been a success, no one would have heard about your conference. No one. No one. Until. Until the place burned down. It's the only way we'll remember. It's It makes me laugh. But, man, that, there's legitimate fires going on all over Canada, and it's just ruining the United States. Yesterday, the Yankees and Sox game gets canceled, and that the view of New York and all those pictures. D-backs today might get canceled because yeah, they're in D.C. They're down in D.C. and it's getting south. Like it's it's floating all over that eastern seaboard, just kind of hovering. Philly is not as dark as uh, New York was yesterday, but no. Uh, and who knows? But they, that's not from the uh, the Banff. Not fire. from Banff. No, 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 no all no, of Canada is no, yeah, on fire. No, I don't yeah. know if you've seen Canada. Quebec, like, it's from west to yeah. east. It's burning down. Quebec and everything yeah. is burning. And it's Ontario. You know, I don't know who they'll blame. Maybe I don't know. Maybe this is all the Banff fire. Maybe the ladies lit one big one. <laughs> <laughs> it just covered it up just all the Canada. <laughs> we can't put this thing out at all. And the guy sat back and went, well, <sighs> I guess you don't need us. We do. I don't know. We're busy. fanning the flames? We're busy having a, a man conference about how we don't have any fires currently going. You guys are jerks. You won't help. <sighs> the whole conference was to tell us that you didn't need our help. I'm going to flick this cigarette now. <laughs> Another fire. It's just great stuff. Anyway, good luck to everybody out there. I hope you know. And the sad part is, is that it's all going to burn up some beautiful stuff. But fires are also a necessity, so I'm sure they'll spin that. That you have to have fire uh, in order to have regrowth. The New York one was all about climate change on three different news stories I was watching yesterday. When's the last time you ever remember cannabis on fire? Like, shut up. Canada's been on fire a lot. Every year. Yeah, every year. There's we don't pay attention to Canadian fires because we, we have ours. Why do we care now? Because Canada's it's affected our baseball. Yep, yeah, because it screwed up the Yankees exactly. and Sox game, which I wasn't even going to watch. I had it on on the MLB uh, package. I had all the games up, and it had just started. and It was the upper left, and they had talked about how it's canceled. And they showed they showed the stadium. I'm like, New York, how do you breathe there? It looked like 9/11 all over again. And the WNBA did that get canceled? Game. Yeah, that canceled the game. What? They start a fire? It did. The breathing. They did said they, they said uh, the did baseball that get canceled and too? NBA. Yeah. The one game. But they didn't want the crowd to walk through the smoke to get there? Or? 
Apparently, I don't know. Apparently, the scale goes with from the baseball game. Are they playing a Rucker Park? Get inside. <laughs> they don't have an outdoor or an indoor facility. Well, they got to get yeah. outside to get inside eventually. Okay, you can make it from A to B and not worry about your health, right? And they don't have a crowd to worry about. The Liberty were playing the Sun. <laughs> anyway, speaking of that, the Sun's new coach uh, Frank Vogel has made already kind of a goof. Because the Suns kind of announced yesterday they're going to part ways with Chris Paul. And then Frank Vogel said, I'm looking forward to working with Chris Paul. <laughs> Same day. Like, Oops. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe so we well, isn't they it waved him. Yeah. In yeah order to, but still. Is the, it about getting, um, like, saying less pay? Oh, yeah. No, they're not going to pay him $30 million. So you got to yeah. wave him. But the fact is, is that they're kind of saying, that's thanks, Chris. The, the, the team's made the announcement, like, right. all right, thank you. you. Explore. And then the coach is like, I really look. I, we need a point guard. We need him. It's like, oh, so Chris Paul's leverage just goes right back through the moon. If you need me, then I'm not going to get less from you. It, it's it was a weird move. So now it's all in limbo. So I, I, I Frank Fogel's a decent coach. I don't understand the move there, but but don't you th- you think I'm not paying Chris Paul? I'm not bringing I know, him back but either. Don't you think he'd have an idea that that might happen, or they're talking yes. to that like we're going to make this announcement? Then you say it as a team. You don't come out and go, we waved him, bye-bye, see ya, thanks for the years, and then have the coach go out and spill the beans on the real plan. If you're going to do that, you're like, we're waving him, but we have every intention of bringing him back. That Okay, that makes sense. We just got to do this for the financial reasons. You don't go out and wave him and then quietly sit back while, the, while everybody else in the, like it, it got so confusing, yeah. and that's what bad franchises do, and that's a bad idea. If you, uh, if you bring him back, you let him film State Farm commercials with Jake from October through January. <laughs> right. Then you let him start the season yeah. in February. Oh, he doesn't see a uniform yeah. until maybe sure, March. Sure, we'll pay you. Yeah, we'll you're pay on you. the team. You but still you're not... need a point guard. Yep. And I don't know if he's going to want to be the backup. Right. Like he can, somebody will pay Chris Paul. But it's just kind of a messy. Like you just, If you're so going to you wave him, you, wave him and let him go. there's a good chance? Or you're feeling he's not coming back with this. I don't want him back. Yeah. I like Chris Paul. He's great. He's 39 years old when the playoffs start, and he hasn't played a full playoff Ever, like he, he's always. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I like yeah. him a lot too. Yeah. But he's great. But he slowed down. I mean, I watched every single game last year, live and in person, when they were here, and he's he is half the player he used to be, and that's because he's old. That's not saying he's bad. It's just the dude was a Hall of Fame superstar point god, and now he's slow. He backs down full court pressure, which is kills the the shot he got clock. picked a lot by the nuggets in game oh, the nuggets are just, just better stripping. and then he didn't play because he got injured which is the commonality there so they need a they need a push at point guard they don't have it so i if they bring him back it's because they're desperate i don't they'd have to pay him like a third of the 30 million i don't know why they would do it just wave him and then let the chips fall don't start making announcements that you can't wait to have him back or the coach wants to work with him like of course just say you respect Chris Paul. We got to go a different direction. Finan- just say it. It's a business. Players say it all the time. It's a business. Financially, this wasn't the smartest thing for us. It's hard to pay thirty-nine-year-old uh, players thirty-five million dollars when you're looking to rebuild a roster. I think that the players would be the first to say that. Pretty simple. It's a mixed message. So I'm not real sure. I like the first steps of the the new coaches deal. We'll see. And it might be that the media misrepresented it all too. But yeah. You know what they need to do is go out there. And it's the same as the you know the firefighters thing. is like when football teams brag about going to the Super Bowl and then they get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. You've set yourself up. It's bulletin board material. Silly, silly ladies. Cody has it right. He says, 
Listen, get your wife together and teach her this because you taught everybody else this this morning, John. Do they not understand? <laughs> We're not saying it's all women's fault. Right. We're saying it's those yes. women's faults. Right. Simple, logical, common ones. sense people. It's these ones, as Megan was saying. <laughs> these ones here. These? <laughs> these ones. One's not necessary to say these. <laughs> these ones. These here ones. I'm like, all right. I hear that all the time, and I start giggling. I'm like, that's a hillbilly move. These ones here or those ones? You know these and those covers everything you're doing, right? Uh, Brett's out there this morning. Oh, he's going to get that water. These ones here at uh, 83rd Avenue and Camelback. That's where he's going. Safeway, 83rd Avenue and Camelback is where he is for Operation Hydration. Uh, Getting that water out there, and uh, we need it. And we're ahead of the game because it's a nice, cool June so far. So let's stack it up. Before it becomes a necessity. So we've got extra, a surplus going into when it gets hot. That's a great thing. So if you can help us out, we'll have Brett out there all morning long. We'll check in with him in just a little bit. What do you got on the big board of musical treats there? Uh, morning wake up song brought to you by our friends at Action Ride Shop. Uh, go see Josh. Uh, it is June, so I don't know if any of those May specials are lingering around from Memorial Day, but you can always ask him about it. He'll, he'll be just honest say, with you. What are the specials? Yeah, just say that. Just like you would at a restaurant. <laughs> there you go. What are the specials here today? Maybe we get Josh's sandwich board for the front of the shop. What is the uh, today's special? Bike du jour. Bike du jour. Yeah, I'll have that. Action, Roger. <laughs> I'll have that. Thank you. I'll have the bike du jour, please. <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, a lot of fire-related stuff, obviously, on the wake-up song request board. Uh, Dirt House from Static X. Uh, Jump in the fire from Metallica. Hail the apocalypse from Avatar. Uh, blinded by the light. Oh, I'm not sure if that one's for fire one or for Brady. Dub like a deuce. Uh, Firewoman. Firewoman's a good one. That's a good one. Blame Canada's on my list. Hit the lights, fire it up, Black Label Society. Uh, South of Heaven for Pat Robertson. Slayer. Uh, Ghost Dance Macabre for Pat. Yeah, let's do a little ghost for Pat. (laughs) Dance Macabre. That is is such an appropriate thing for Pat. Mummy Dust or anything Ghost throws out there. Now that Pat, that Mummy Dust is a good one because that's what he is now. Pat Robertson, dead and gone, into the dark abyss of nothingness. Good. The, doesn't the earth feel better now that Pat's gone? I think it's a nicer thing. That generation of, of I wonder lunatic. wonder how long he'll lay in waiting. Put <laughs> Zero days. People no, come out there no, in no. Uh, Virginia. No. He, you know, he's, he started the largest, the largest bullying Ponzi scheme of all time with the, the television networks that beg you for cash. He's a grifter. Regent University. How he did it. It's amazing. And there's been times I've looked at him and like, I could do this. I could pull this off. I could BS my way through that nonsense and make people feel guilty about guilt they were already taught. Just kind of reignite their childhood uh, insecurities brought on by the way they were raised. And then make them send me money and say it'll go away. Seems great. He had quite a system going. What a grift. A 90, and I'd live to be 93, too. I'd try to dodge heaven as long as I could with the grift he had going. Starting the evangelical networks and all that. 60, was it? What, 63 years ago? That how long that was? 1966. That's amazing. It's crazy. Uh, anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, it's Ghost for our friend Pat Robertson. Gone and gone. It's mummy dust. It's 98 KUPD. <laughs> Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this.
You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.